This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Tuesday, January 25th. And uh, today, I want to talk a little bit about how you are communicating to your kids about money. Now, Mark, the prince is almost three years old. That's Mark's son. And this is Mark Talercio, the co-host and executive producer of this program. How do you talk to him about money so far? Do we, do we talk about coins and identifying them yet or not? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned coins. You remember those coins, like Coins of the world, you know, they're kind of wrapped in those foil wrappers. Sure. So he's into those uh, big time right now. So he always asks, can I have a chocolate coin? Can I have a chocolate coin? Mm -hmm. So uh, right now, that's the extent of our, our dialogue about money is I'll show him, uh, you know, look, it's a one euro or it's 50 cents or it's a it's a silver dollar. So that's the extent of it. But uh, it'll definitely be a priority when he gets a little older. You know, I remember that there was a stat that a friend of the show, Beth Kobliner, gave us way back when. Beth Kobliner has written lots of books about personal finance. She's a journalist. She's very smart. She wrote a couple of books. Um, one was Get a Financial Life. That was in the 90s. But I loved her book, which was Make Your Kid a Money Genius, Even If You're Not. And I remember when she came on the program to talk about that book, she said that research shows that money habits start to form by the time you're age seven, which blows my mind. And she's the one who said that you really should start talking to your kids about money as young as three years old. So it's almost time, Mark. Getting there. I got a few more months. It's funny, though, because I, I remember thinking back to my childhood. I, I don't remember much to begin with, but we never had any of these talks. We never talked about money. Money is like a very taboo subject. Oh, we talked about money because my dad was a trader and his whole life was about money. And in other words, like money was part of like, how was your day? Did you make money or lose money? Yeah. So yeah, that was something very, that was really, that was kind of happening. Did you get an allowance? Uh, yeah, I did get an allowance for doing some chores, like, you know, cutting, cutting the grass or taking out the trash. I do remember getting an allowance, but we never talked about investing or saving for retirement. Any of that stuff was just never a topic of conversation. Yeah. I think that's probably why I'm a little bit nutty about it now in my, my adulthood. Yeah, maybe. But also like you might have been programmed that way. Do you know what I mean? Like you might have come out that way a little bit. Um, we had another show. Did we do this on the radio show or the other podcast? Her name was Susan Beecham. She has an organization called Money Savvy Generation. And the thing that I do like about the way she 
she discusses money and kids is that she has this idea that, you know, you want to talk to kids in a way that they can absorb the message. And that changes all the time. So it's not like you have like the talk about money and you never talk about it again. So she has this great, funny little um, piggy bank called the Money Savvy Pig. And do you remember what it looks like, Mark? It has four chambers. One is save, spend, donate, invest. I really do like that. So you can check that out if you'd like to. Anyway, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because I did a segment last week on CBS Mornings, and it was a it was a great interview with one of our anchors, Nate Burleson. And we really wanted to talk through some of the things about like why it's so important to talk about money with your kids. What is it about this topic that is so important and and why you as a parent or a grandparent, you need to strike a balance, right? You want your kids to know how money works and you want them to take responsibility, but you don't want to like overdo it. You don't want to, you know, basically push your money phobias and fears and anxieties onto your kids. You want kids to be balanced and you want to make sure that you're pushing that through to them. And I know it's hard to do this, guys. I know. Okay. But in many respects, I do believe that having these conversations and ongoing conversations, it won't make your kids the best personal finance experts. It will give them a leg up. It's just part of their general education. All right. Here is my segment from CBS Mornings. In today's Money Watch, we're looking at how to talk to your kids about money. It's something parents have been doing more frequently during the pandemic. In fact, one survey found 47% of parents spoke to their kids about money at least once a week at the beginning of 2021. That's up from the previous four years. We want to know exactly what kids think about money. So we asked some parents to grab their phones, hit record, and just start asking questions. Here's what nine-year-old Lucy, seven-year-old Gavin, and sisters Savannah and Addison, ages eight and 11, had to say. What do you know about money? I know that a penny is worth one cent. What I know about money is money doesn't make you happy in life, and a quarter is worth um, 40 cents. Where does money come from? Your job. The Money comes from a money machine. What do you hear your mom and dad say about money? They say like, oh, don't buy that, too much money. Oh, save your money. Don't buy that with your money. Save, 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 save. What is a credit card? A credit card is the bank's money, but you use. A debit card is your own money. A credit card is a card with money you don't have to pay with. How much do you think college costs right now? Ah! Seven thousand something. One hundred. One hundred what? Dollars. How much money do you want to have when you grow up? One billion. Seven point one hundred trillion. Enough. Like, I don't want to be like super, super bajillionaire rich because then you're lonely. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. CBS News business analyst Dollar Dollar Jill Schlesinger joins us. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so let's talk money. Money and kids. What age should parents start talking to their kids about money? Research shows that a lot of our money habits form as early as age seven, if you can believe it. So okay. that means that you could actually start having some conversations when they're maybe three years old and you want to identify coins. You also want to give up the concept of free versus what something costs, mm. right? It's free to go play with your friend. It costs money to go buy a toy. We also want to sort of bring up this concept that they can wait for something. If they we don't have it right away, it's okay. We can delay that gratification. So what happens if you don't? You just ignore it. And you say, you know what? My kids are too young. And before you know it, they're 18 and out of the house. Okay, here's the big problem. We are all flawed human beings, yeah. right? And yeah. we are going to pass along a lot of our bad habits, and money habits are included. And so you really want to try to break some of the chain. So you don't want to talk about money so much that you get your kids freaked out. You don't want to saddle them with your issues. You don't want to not talk about it because they do have to operate in the real world. So giving them some base knowledge is great. So again, if you can just start to have small conversations, day-to-day -day conversations, as you go out and spend money in the world. Sometimes a generational curse could be the burden of debt that a parent can pass down and a lack of knowledge when it comes to money. What about allowance? It's controversial because I think in a lot of families, they say, oh, I'm going to pay my kids to do chores. And I think experts really kind of have a problem I have to with raise that. my hand on that one, Jill. Yeah, you know why? Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Okay, because your kids should just do their chores. They're part of your household. That's true. I think an allowance should be based on something that you say to your kids, hey, you know what? I would buy you these things. They are frivolous things. They're fun things. And I'm going to give you the money to make those choices. Having an allowance allows you to have more money conversations. If you don't want to pay an allowance, that's okay, too. The Schlesingers didn't pay their daughter's allowances. Right. But you've got to be able to introduce concepts of money and talk about these issues. Again, use your day-to-day. -day. And remember, because money is emotional, it isn't always mm. just about dollars and cents. I have a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old. So is the conversation different when you talk to teens? Well, I think that when kids get into high school, you can have a lot of real conversations about money. I and do. as early as freshman year, I think we talk about college, we talk about debt, we talk about saving, we talk about some of their spending, and we introduce the concept of debt and how you repay debt. I think that's a very good piece of information to start breeding in those high school years. You mentioned college. What about college students? What should they keep in mind? Listen, college students have got to understand how to manage their online savings and spending practices and budgeting. If they've got school loans, you know you've got to come up with a way to repay those loans. You want to have them really check into their credit histories. Every single student should be looking at annualcreditreport.com every year, manage that credit. Talk to your kids. It shouldn't be so scary. There are other scary topics I don't want to be an expert on, of course. <laughs> dollar, dollar, Jill. Thanks, man. You are the best. All right. One other thing that we didn't get to in this segment that I often get a question from you guys, which is, you know, what are some good resources? You heard me talk about the money savvy pig, which I love. But, you know, there's a great website through the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau called Money As You Grow. And they do have some ways to start conversations. I think that that's something that's very important to understand what are the times of your life where you can receive certain messages. So that's good. Um, you can check out Beth Kobliner's website and it's Beth, K-O-B-L-I-N-E-R.com. 
And uh, let's see, any other suggestions, Mark, for uh, money and kids and all that stuff? Beth is always my go-to source. That's usually where I that's where I start. All right, Beth Kobliner, check her out. I, I've downloaded a bunch of her uh, infographics already, thinking ahead for when I have to have these talks. <laughs> Can I have the talk with Theo about sex if you do the money? Oh uh, yeah, I'll make that arrangement. I'll sure. do the sex yeah, and the drugs, that. and you do the money. How's that? Okay, that, that that's that works for me. Good trade. Very good trade. All right, good. All right, he's Mark Talerso. He's the co-host and executive producer. I am Jill Schlesinger. We are distributed by Viacom CBS and the Eye on Money show. You can follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast. And while you're there, why don't you check out our other broadcast called Jill on Money? We drop episodes of Jill on Money every day. We drop our episodes here every Tuesday and Thursday. As always, we'd like to ask you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Just someone needs a little pat on the back, not not a grabby, not a push forward, just Give someone the space to just be, even if it's uncomfortable for you or it's uncomfortable for them. So be that person today, okay? Be that person today. Thank you so much for listening. Our mantra here is curiosity, compassion, community, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.